Let's start this. Hey, what's going down, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. It is your homie, the host with the most, James Drills, back in the place. And you know what? I like to give the people what they ask for. I like to give the people what they want. You guys, a lot of times I ask you what you guys want, what's happening, and people say, James, what's up with the ladies? What's up with the queens? They out here killing it. You not representing right. Well, guess what, y'all? We switching it up. This time I got a real killer in here. I got a cardinal of contemporary art. I got a queen of portraiture. I got a lady who's really putting it down in this motherfucking town. Now, we're going to get to the introduction in a second, but I want to say this, you guys. Get ready, because this is going to be a real fun conversation. I would like to introduce my next guest, Michaela Gutierrez. Ooh, hi. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate it. So, for those who don't know, Michaela, why don't you tell the people who you are and what you do a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm an artist from Visalia, California. Um, when I got out of high school, I started taking art a little more seriously, realized that it was my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up making art, okay. mostly for therapeutic reasons. And now I just, I don't know what is my life without it. It's all I do now, to be honest. Everything I do in my daily life revolves around the idea of me making art mm. and experiencing art. Okay. As an experience and not just a, like a finished result. Mm. Okay, I dig it. It's the road and not and not the, the, the finished. It's, yeah. it's the road and not the goal. It's the journey. You appreciate the journey. Oh, yeah. Just the process, the development. Mm. Definitely. I appreciate that. Um, you know, a lot of times as artists... Like we getting in this like this this groove, and I say art is really momentum based because if you stop, then getting back on that and falling back in love with that process is it can be a little tedious. But for you to come out and like say this is this is one of the things that grabs me and keeps me, you know, in this marathon is definitely intriguing. So now, when how did you get into art? Do you have artists in your family? Uh, yeah, you know what? I actually grew up, my grandma's a really crafty person. Um, okay. She's also a carpenter. She's Ooh. done a lot of uh, different things, knows mechanics, mm. has always been really creative. Yeah. So I grew up uh, with my grandma always doing arts and crafts with me and my sisters nice. and watched my mom sketch growing up. She always had little color pencils wow. and pencils and notebooks around and she uh-huh. would just sketch and whatnot. Okay. And I always enjoyed watching her do that. Uh-huh. So what type of stuff was she drawing? Uh, portraits. Really? Well, she do portraits of people, of herself, <clears throat> of women. Okay. Um, real colorful things. I always really enjoyed. Mm. To be honest, if she does listen to this, uh-huh. I shouldn't have snuck through her notebooks. But I have, you know, because I wanted to look at her art. I've always admired it. Yeah. Mom, if you're listening now, you know that. That's funny. Uh, I've always gone through the little private notebooks. And, yeah, always just admired the sketches. Mm-hmm. So then growing up, I kind of just... She wouldn't hesitate to buy me supplies. And okay. And so she was automatically them. nurturing your artistic oh, seeds that definitely. you had. Oh, yeah. Okay. You That's know what? Tight. Now that you bring it up, I can feel a little appreciation right now. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, she did. Yeah. She did nurture that. I did have a parent that saw that I wanted to do that and provided me with whatever. 
Or that's to be honest, that stuff was already laying around because mm -hmm. I lived with both my mom and my grandma growing up. Okay. So. So, so yeah. between the two of them, it's natural. yeah, you had more than enough access and inspiration in yeah. completely different facets, whether it be drawing, carpentry, or things like that. Um, so, you know, now what I've seen from your work, you do a lot of like, you know, portraiture, things like that, um, realistic sort of things. So now are you into doing things like on the crafting side? Also, have you thought about like doing installations as like along with? you know the art that you currently do um you know what i think the most 3d stuff i've done is clay okay i kind of i played around with that for a little bit but okay. honestly once i started painting i've just really been drawn pulled by that okay pulled by the the struggle to get good at it yeah <laughs> okay so now are you going to call are you like in college for art are you going to school for art or are you just like grinding on your off time or how's that kind of working out um i go to college in sequoias I've gone there for, this is my going to be my fourth upcoming semester, Okay. almost two years. Before that, I was kind of self-taught, mm. but there's limitations to Facts. being self-taught, and I needed a mentor and people that were better than me, people mm -hmm. to look up to, so that's kind of what I'm doing right now, is just getting to know the professors, um, learning from them, mm. and being, being a friend, essentially, too, like, appreciating other people that are striving artists. Like even though they're teachers, most mm -hmm. of them have like their own personal careers mm -hmm. on the side, uh -huh. like you and me, you know? So it's inspiring yeah. to, to be around people like that. Mm -hmm. my time there. You know, and, and I would have to agree with you. I was having a conversation with my homie the other day because he's an artist, do works two jobs, and the thing about him is he's not around artists, right? Or creative people. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, man, that's to your detriment. Like, being around creative people, that shit helps you so much because there's a level of conversation that you have with them because mm -hmm. they know the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then the, so they're able to talk to you and then you get inspired. And it might not even be as far as subject matter, but just like work ethic or it may be a resource. You know, like, hey, man, like check this place out. They got great brushes or whatever, you know, and that's for me one thing that I've noticed about being around the artistic community that's helped. Um, yeah, definitely. Now, how is um, how is the fine arts program out there at the College of Sequoias? Because it's looking like I know. I love it. Um, we have a the Pricks Club. They try really hard to make uh, tools and everything available to the students. Mm. Um, my heart has grown fond of the people that teach there. Uh, uh, most of them are are young, between thirty and forty, I'd say forty mm, years okay. old. Most of them are young, so it's it's easy to relate and um, get to see how they brought their careers up as oh. artists and to be honest I really just appreciate uh, the people that teach there it's it's honestly they have quality quality teachers there for, as That's small sad. as Visalia is they have some great artists that really care about their students there so nice. I really enjoy enjoy it Hmm. Okay, that's that's good. That's 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 great to hear. Yeah. Um now are you I, I do you do like drawings from like have you done like cast drawings? Do they have a, a like a drawing program out there with cast drawings and things like that too? What exactly is like that? Like that, like the head, how you like how Oh, like yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. They okay. kind of build you up to it. The first class is drawing mm -hmm. fundamentals, and we mostly focus on geometric shapes, okay. cones, and circles. Okay. And then mostly in figure drawing, they'll have like the statues, and okay. we'll start getting models too. Gotcha. And, okay, so that's figure drawing stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Because I know different, you know, programs have different methods of teaching. Right. You know, oh, yeah, you're and so stuff right. like that. So uh -huh. I'm curious as to how they. Uh, you know, disseminate that information to you guys. Yeah. But that's interesting because it's like 
a lot of colleges, the only time I ever went to like art, or took an art, like, well, no, not the only time, but the first time was like the Academy of Art University, right? So they have different schools, one's in San Francisco. I took it online, right? So it was the same shit. Like the first course was analysis of form. And it was like shapes, you know, but then you, you know, then they had you draw like a person or whatever, whatever. And then later on, you know, but then also in analysis of form, you actually had to do the bust. You had to do the head and the torso too. Uh But the thing like that was missing from that, from what I thought, like later on, like now it was the Bargs, like was the, the, the Charles Barg drawings. And that's like, um, so these things. Right, this is like a more advanced one. Oh, wow. But some of them, and you see, like, that's uh, Brutus. Mm-hmm. So it's like you draw, you put it up next to your drawing, and it needs to look exactly the same. Like, if you put a piece of tracing paper over that joint, it has to line up. Right. Right? Yeah. So that taught me sight sizing. And had uh-huh. I learned that shit, it would have made everything way better, like, way easier. You know, like, oh, when I learned it, yeah. the light came uh-huh. on, and it was like, the matrix you know yeah. here's the code well so, that's like the first thing that they teach at mm-hmm. um cos mm-hmm. is sight measuring mm-hmm. just the shapes and the yeah and you know and what stuff. and they tried to teach us that shit but like i don't know what's crazy is having uh uh yeah yeah that's you uh mm-hmm. having the um I, maybe it's just me loving classical art and like that renaissance period and i think deep down i always wanted to learn how to recreate that kind of stuff yeah. so it was like oh here's your opportunity and I'm like this is what I've been wanting to do let me jump on it you know whereas going through that um, institution I was I would have had to have gone through all of these different programs to get to that like in the end you know it's like I want to start with this shit and then use this as a vehicle to like carry out what I want to say you know like this is just the beat and then like I put my flavor on top of it but it's like damn he it's like is this dude from Italy or is he from like the hood or like you know what I'm saying like he's painting black people but like so that's that was always my goal you know like my my touch on it um you know what I kind of have a similar ambition as well to mm -hmm. um like be technically good and then be able to add my own personal ideas and thoughts and composition and whatnot too, yeah. Talk about it. So who are some of your favorite uh, artists that you derive inspiration from? Uh, contemporary or? Just in general. Or in general? Yeah. You know, I've always, my heart is always falling for Joanne Mito. And he okay. does completely different art for me. It's more of the uh, the abstract uh, art, focuses like on shape and then rep- like representing objects. Okay. With color and gotcha. shape and whatnot, lines. Uh, um, I've always really respected art, uh, abstract art, because it's so different from what I do, and I so don't understand it that, like, I'm obsessed with it. I Not love it. it. I yeah. think some of my favorite artists are um, usually abstract artists. Definitely. That's interesting mm. to hear, because looking at your work, I definitely don't see that. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like, that's like, like, you know, so that's, that's, that's great to hear. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, I, mean, I just, I just respect it because it's, okay. it's hard for uh-huh. me, to be honest, you know? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's why I, I, it appeals to me so much. So, uh, musically, what type of music are you into, Michaela? 
Music, um, you know what? I'm into everything, but you know what? Lately, to uh, be honest, I've been listening, listening to? to Tyler the Creator non stop. Igor, yes, that's a pretty oh good my album. God, I've been obsessed with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he's definitely one of like an artist, not a visual, actually, you know, kind of a visual artist because he does design clothing and mm-hmm. his videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I look up to him a lot creatively. Um, yeah, if we're talking about people that inspire us, uh, future. Yeah, oh, I like grew up with it. Yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Love to see him in his own personal growth, it seems as well, like having that reflected through his art. Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of do the same thing as like, I'm just telling my story, mm-hmm. my experiences mm-hmm. through my art in a, like a contextually abstract way, like through uh-huh. the content. Yeah. It. Like it's not abstract itself, mm-hmm. but I guess the story, like having to read between the lines right. with it. The same with music, mm-hmm. having to literally read between the lines and see what story and experience is being told. So when you're creating art, is that, okay, so I'm glad that you brought that up and now we get to dive into that. So when you're when you're creating an image, is that in the forefront of your brain? Like I need to make these things that are not as apparent so it forces the viewer to read between the lines? In a way, yeah. Well, sometimes the objects just represent something to me, mm-hmm. and that always that isn't always easy to read someone that doesn't understand what's maybe going on in my life or my mind mm-hmm. or my heart. Okay. You know? So I, I, I experience painting more as, like, I've realized that I, I'm bad at planning. Okay. Like planning my paintings out, I usually just do, like, figure them out as I go. Like, I find an object or a reference that I like, mm-hmm. and I start with it. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm painting, I'm letting ideas filter through. And then when one is, gets caught in there, I put it out there. Gotcha. So painting for me is like an experience of like what I'm feeling, to yeah. be honest. You know, okay. like like earlier I said in a, like a therapeutic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's always been like that for me in my life. That That's great to hear and my you know when I hear that I can definitely relate to it painting is therapeutic for me you know uh, it's, it's crazy because I have this thing where it's like it is but it's like at the end of it like the there's like this stage where it's a fight and it's just like oh, do you so really right. want to do yeah. like James how bad yes. do you really want to make this yeah you know and, and commit to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard work. Yeah. Even though like it's therapeutic, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you're, it's the way I think about it. Like mm-hmm. my brain also feels like it's doing math as I'm painting. Mm-hmm. Even though those are two opposite yeah. things, it feels like math in my head because there's, especially with oil painting. Okay. There's a lot with the consistency or mm-hmm. like feeling the brush from your hand onto right. the canvas. Right. You know. Uh huh. Like all those but little things going in your head. I can see that though. When you say it, I didn't, I've never thought about it. But when you're saying it, I'm looking, I'm thinking like your palette and all these calculations. It's like yeah, red, color, white, yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. adding X equals. color. You're yep. finding mm-hmm. the opposites. Yeah, for real. Yeah, like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throwing linseed and then that makes this mm-hmm. and then you know, not yeah. Not too much. Not right, too for sure. You don't want that yellow. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, so it is, yeah, it still is hard. It still can be frustrating. I definitely have to walk away from a piece mm-hmm. after a while. Yeah. You yeah. start to, I almost start to hate it sometimes. Like, you stare at it too long, you're like, I'm, I'm just fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, some of them, yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, but it's it's weird. But then after you get done, you, it's like you there's this breath of fresh air. 
you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And then and you're looking back and you're like, how did I ever even really hate this? Like, because when I'm not doing this, I this is what I'm thinking about. You know, like yeah. every step of the way I'm not painting, I'm thinking about it. And then right. I get here and I'm frustrated, which it's weird because you would outside, you take yourself outside of the fishbowl and you're like, you shouldn't really be frustrated because you wouldn't want to do anything else. But then when you're in the game, it's like, fuck this shit. It's not, it should, like, it's, I know what's up, but I don't know because I'm fighting it and I have to figure it out. And then, mm-hmm. boom, you know, you get to this next level of, um, of understanding. Yeah, um, it's definitely the fight. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. I appreciate it. That's yeah. what makes it, like, a a raw living experience though painting that's why people dedicate their lives yeah. to it because of that mm-hmm. experience yeah. that fight and yeah. then being able to conquer uh something that you may have been stuck on before mm. and push through it learn something new yeah yeah it's it's so much fun Wow, thanks for having me here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, appreciate awesome. yeah, yeah, we you know, we out here, we kick it. The Art and BS podcast. You know what we have we we not even halfway, sixteen minutes in. I didn't even really start the show. Shout outs to the Spotify viewership, shout outs to the Apple listeners, shout outs to the two niggas. I'm sorry, it's five of y'all over on Google Podcasts now. Hold me down. Shout outs to anchor listeners, shout outs to the people on the web. We see you, everybody around the world, Australia. Germany, Canada holding us down, Ohio, Washington, Indiana, California was good, Florida, New York, you know what's cracking, Missouri, Nebraska, y'all need to, yeah, um, so back to the show, are you into like uh, movies, you, you, you fuck with movies and stuff like that, like have you seen like Avengers or like you go out or, cause some artists are into stuff like that, they, they are into contemporary cinema and some artists are like, I don't fuck with none of that, like uh, how, which way do you go? You know what, I actually, I don't have a general interest in movies, okay. to be honest, um, okay. I do go and see a few with friends, you know, sometimes there's not a lot to do around here, go see a new movie, okay. I saw Godzilla recently. Okay. Uh, that it was it was cool. It was cool. I I feel like the animation could have been better. Okay. But but it was chilling. But generally I don't really care much about movies. See, I'm a Godzilla. I like Godzilla. Yeah. And Mothra, yeah. Okay, I fuck with it. That's the it's a proper villain, right? It's proper. But like you know what? For me, there's like I'm I'll okay, so there's this Okay, let's just get to the shits. You guys know. Motherfuckers who have watched monster movies, there's a turtle named Gamera, right? So he's this big monster turtle, and he fucking, he's not like a bad guy. He's like a good guy. And there's parts where he'll like take his appendages, put them in the fucking shell, and that nigga will spin around and fire will come out, right? Like Gamera is cold-blooded. So for me, I'm, you know, Godzilla's cool, but if Gamera came out with something, I would be real hype on that. Because uh, it seems like they've re- tried to remake Godzilla so many times, and it's never caught on. It's never uh-huh. had yeah. that original effect. Yeah, when I heard that, I got asked to go to the movies recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, I feel like I just saw a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the... The story's a little mm-hmm. overplayed too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the last good movie that you re- that you saw? The like one that you were really into. Um, you know what movie I saw that I really liked? Um, Jumanji. I'm more if I like if I'm watching a movie, I really like to watch comedy. <laughs> okay. I love laughing. Laughing is 
medicine to the okay. soul. I think if, if I'm watching a movie, usually I'm watching comedians. So who are, okay, so give me some of your favorite comedians then. Um, like you know you, what, I just watched, no, you know what movie I just watched with Ali Wong and um, she's that other, funny. the um, Always Be My Maybe mm. movie on Netflix. Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah, I like her I comedy love, specials. I, that movie was so funny. Yeah, her comedy specials yeah, were Yeah, because she's always great. pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, she's yeah. always pregnant. Like, and that shit is all she goes in. Yeah, she has the same, uh, expresses her same personality in the, the movie. Um, I really like watching, I've seen Dave Chappelle's specials. I kind of grew up watching Dave yeah, the Chappelle yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the specials on Netflix are really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those new ones are really, really good. Dave Chappelle, he is, he's probably the best as far as our generation goes. Uh huh. Um, in my opinion, as far as comedy, because yeah. of his style, and it's, um, it's effortless, you know, but like, so it's effortless, but then informative, but yeah. then, you know, but then it's like, damn, this is a dude I want to like chill and just like kick it with, you know, because it's real. <laughs> I mean, he was up there on stage with the green shirt and his shades on just yeah. with his vaping. I said, yeah. man, he's kicking it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Dave like, Chappelle. Mm-hmm, he looked like he enjoyed that show. Mm-hmm. So, so two, uh, give me two other comedians that you really like. Um, I used to really like uh, young Steve Harvey's mm. comedy. Uh, I guess he's he's a really um, Christian man, so that's a lot uh, in it as well. But I think he really like brings a comedic play on it and is like makes it easy to laugh mm-hmm. at himself. And I watching his comedy when he was younger, I realized now I know why he has the show that he had. Or now, yeah, now that mm-hmm. he has a show, he blew up. Yeah, um, he's on everything. He's on he has a show. Feud, he has Spelling uh-huh. Feud. Yeah, there's yeah. a reason why he has that platform mm-hmm. uh, so Steve Harvey um, another comedian yeah I can't really usually I'll just watch the the specials on Netflix okay TV got you yeah, yeah, yeah. Really think of any yeah, right now yeah but. that's what I mean Netflix is holding it down mm-hmm. yeah um, so now you know when I first met you you had a show um and it was like I was because, you know, when when Art Hop is going down, I usually try to get here early if I can get to the studio early and I'll try to hit the hit the streets and go around. And you had yeah. a show at what's that place? The Laguna a G- Laguna Collective. Yeah. 1418. Mm-hmm. Fulton. Yeah. 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 So you had a show there. Mm-hmm. And um, then after that, we kind of lost touch. And then I was looking for, you know, guests and stuff like that. And then Jonathan Lopez, you know, he kind of shot me. Like, hey, check, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, here, if you, if you talk to her, and I was like, oh, shit, like, we met, and stuff like that. So, my question for you was, like, how did you get into doing art shows? Um, you know what? I started small. Whatever opportunity I had to show my work, um, I mean, I do paintings now, and I'll frame stuff and present it uh, real nicely, but before, it was just sketches on paper, you know, and bringing it just like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I just started going to every little thing I could possible, free events, free anything, just for the exposure. Mm-hmm. And then as you go out there and you put yourself out there, you're not afraid to like show your creations. You start meeting more people, being invited to more places. Uh, networking is a is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I met uh, Jemima, who owns uh, Laguna Collective. Got you with her with her boyfriend. Uh-huh. Um, I met them when they had a smaller studio in Madeira. Oh, know, wow. When they had the storefront. And um, obviously, they've reached so much success with that, that store. It's really awesome to see them uh, hold up that place. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the studio before was was a lot smaller, and it was still cool that they still had like a, a cool environment, good mm-hmm. people. But yeah, it's just saying yes to the small stuff, and it just starts building up, and then you get on podcasts, gotcha. <laughs> meet, start meeting new people. Gotcha, really, networking man. helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you guys hear that, and you're into you know, you, you're looking to start your art career out and you're you're trying to figure out, hey, how do I do this shit? I always try to ask the guests and then that way you can hear there's different ways. But a lot of times what they're fundamentally saying, folks, is the same stuff. Like, it's just a different voice. If you notice, like, the stuff that she's saying, these are just core principles. You can't get around yeah. networking, can't get around small shows. There's just no way. Uh-huh to do it so yeah say yes to everything mm-hmm. yeah definitely take every opportunity and then honestly like be confident in what you're showing and at the same time you know work on your craft work hard of course but mm-hmm. yeah definitely having confidence in yourself man <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds believing in yourself believing mm-hmm. that your work is worth showing and sharing with people mm-hmm. you, know, you have to intrinsically have like something in you that you know, says i'm worthy enough for me to put this out there Facts. and let people enjoy it and share it mm-hmm. you know so that really has a lot to do with it too. When I first graduated high school for a straight year, I didn't create anything because I had all this pressure that wow. I had to make money, get a mm-hmm. job, get out there, you know, and it took a while for me to, to realize and just believe in myself, believe mm-hmm. in art, you know, believe yep. that I could I could do this. Facts. It all starts starts with believing in yourself. And you know, for artists, that's something that outside people don't understand but people who are artists really have they struggle with this whole thing of you know believing in themselves up to a certain degree and I I, and I I see that with a lot of my artistic friends you know regardless of how good they are they still think like man I'm not good enough it's like man just believe in yourself and that's that's a big part of the battle is just do you know is getting that part yeah. Um, under control. The, the authentic confidence that you need in order to to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Authentic confidence. I like <laughs> it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Because there is such thing as unauthentic confidence. You mm-hmm. know, that outward shell of uh, feeling good but not actually feeling good on the, the inside. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And that, that, that definitely is a lot of uh there's a lot of that but you know for my thing is uh we can only do what we can do you know like we can only do what we can do and try to bring beauty and understanding you know create create new art but yeah the 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 awkward confidence the or inauthentic i'm sorry yeah that's that's definitely apparent. I'm trying to walk in true bubble gum, guys. You know how we we do it. Art and BS podcast. Smoke it if you got it. Drink it if you got it. Share this podcast if you're feeling it. Hit us with the five star joint on the uh, Apple Podcast. You know how we do it, guys. We holding it down. Um, Is this live? No, we're recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 no. But I'm always thinking ahead mm-hmm. because if you don't say it, people don't think it, you know? Oh, so right, there's just certain things that, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I never think about giving people five star ratings. I never, I never, I rarely follow. I just recently started following like podcasts and stuff like that, even though I listen to stuff. So, you know, yeah, we just, you gotta help. Uh, uh, it's my my hope my belief that 
it's all about education. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you educate the people, because I'm a firm believer in support comes in a variety of fashions, right? So, and this is a good segue, because as artists, like, you, I could support you by buying your artwork, and that's fine. Or I could support you by reposting your work. Or I could support you by telling a friend oh, who yeah. has way more money than me. Yeah, they hey, cost money to yeah. support an artist. So, yeah, and that's the thing. But I think a lot of times people get things twisted because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, how will I look or how will I whatever, whatever. And it's, you know, it's interesting. I always try to figure out the value of a repost, right? Because, <laughs> or the value of a retweet. Because people, they pay all the, people pay money for that stuff, right? right. And as artists, we try to get people to, you know, share our stuff or like, you know, um, be engaged. And some are, you know, there's a famous, the famous saying, some will, some won't, so what, right? So, at at the end of the day, for example, I have a friend who makes music, right? And this dude, like, he, he makes music, and he, know, he has a pretty big following. And the guy puts out a project, and, you know, because I know him, I retweet the project out. But... And I, and I and and you know as a friend there as a friend sometimes you should just hit that button just because your friend is doing it like man you got off your ass and you created yeah. some shit yeah you know so and, I, and show some love right 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 I see you man even yeah. though like because you said it's it's free to support so my point is is like you know looking it's like a lot of artists have networks and no matter what creative field you do you come out with a new project and in marketing that. Um, like, what's the value of a follow? What's the value of a repost? Because, like, I see some people who, who are like, okay, I'll do a scavenger hunt, you know, and then, you know, so, hey, help me get to, hey, everybody, help me get to, like, whatever number I'm trying to get to, and then, like, I'll put out, like, whatever, whatever, and then people get things, or all, there's, like, all these different tricks, you yeah, know, to uh -huh. get, like, support, and I'm like, what's the value? Like, what, yeah, what I, do we got to do? Uh, I always try to engage when people share stuff, because uh -huh. at least, like, I've been doing that recently, too, where I try to share art or designs and mm -hmm. stuff from people, from people I like and mm -hmm. people I support, and uh, when you do that, you come to appreciate when other people do it, too, and mm -hmm. try to, like, sustain a community of supporting and resharing because I think I think it has value in it I see all I love following artists and mm -hmm. all those different people on the internet and really uh, following that you know potentially about buying art from them too buying merch you know this looking up being able to look up to people and yeah. see what they do and and support that so now do you travel often do you do much traveling outside of the Central Valley um, you know what? This year I've been trying to a okay. little more. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, recently I bought a car in December. Nice. So before it was a little bit of a struggle, but okay. now that I have my own vehicle, it's been uh, really nice. Uh, going out, I did my first solo vacay mm, earlier this year. Painted at the mm, beach. It was really, really fun. Plain air. Did you paint plain air at the beach? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, nice. I like that. Plain it's, air? You mean like just air? Outside. No, yeah. outside. Oh, yeah, like yeah. plain air just means painting oh, outdoors. Okay, That's right. all. Plain air is just a fancy French way to say painting oh, outdoors. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, that I means. did. Um, up in Oxnard. Now, oh shit! Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Oxnard homies. <laughs> Y'all know what's good. Yeah, my yeah. my dad grew up there. Um, but yeah, it was fun. The one thing though, thank you. Mm -hmm. 
uh, is once it got windy, because I guess it's windy in Oxnard uh-huh. pretty often, all the sand started sticking to my painting. Oh, wow. I had to go home the first day. Mm. It was it was terrible. Mm. Trying to get all those little grains out of the yeah. wet paint. It was bad. I had to wait till it dried then like scrape it off. Yeah, it was happened. Yeah, no, no, no. I painted in Santa Cruz on the beach, and that's this is like the same thing that happened. Same, mm-hmm. yeah, sand. But it was fun. There was nothing like painting water because moving and stuff like that. That's always fun. Yeah, you know what? It was fun. It definitely was fun trying to get the, the right colors too because the ocean isn't just blue. Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, different, complex variation of Oh, you got that one. Okay, cool. <laughs> variation of mm-hmm. blues and greens and more neutral colors. Okay. And right. So let, let's switch gears here a little bit because I know this is – we're about to switch the gear – and, and people are really about to like this because there's a small section. I don't know. It might be larger than I think. We're going to see. You guys let me know in the comments. Let me know because this is a first for the podcast, okay? This is our first vegan on the podcast official. Real- yeah. <laughs> Support that. So All talk- right. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank yeah, you. I care yeah. about that. Let, let, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. No, we here. We are here. Let's get to the shits. Let's get to the shits, homie. So talk about like what made you want to make the transition, right? And then talk about do you feel before making the transition and after making the transition, did that affect your artistic process or anything in that regard at all? Um, you know what? Why, to answer your first question, I wanted to make the shift because um, mostly for my health. Okay. Um, I kind of grew up struggling with mental health and coming out of high school I kind of realized that as simple as it sounds taking care of myself will actually help your mental health mm. so I started uh, working out and working on my health and focusing mm. on my body and realizing that that could affect my emotions and mm. my mind and my thinking okay. how I feel mm-hmm. you know I never realized how often I felt like shit Wow. Because of, I wasn't taking care of myself okay. you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And then once I started, I was like, holy shit. Like, I've been feeling like shit for like a decade. And I didn't realize it because <laughs> I just always struggled with mental health, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just doing my research and stuff, uh, that one year that I didn't do art. Uh-huh. And I felt really pressured to make money. I actually got into network marketing. Okay. And uh, I messed with that. It's like sales. Um, I messed with that for a while and all mm-hmm. the products were vegan okay. and organic and non-GMO um, and so being a part of that you, I also was like okay well if I'm going to be selling health products I need to be a healthy person gotcha. and take care of myself mm-hmm. so when you're in sales like that you need to know about your product know what you're selling know why it's good mm-hmm. so I just started doing a lot of research and um, which led me to documentaries and mm-hmm. okay. just started getting down and educated mm-hmm. and learning about uh, where our food generally comes from, what's unhealthy and what's good for mm-hmm. us. It took me three years to reach being a vegan, though. Okay. It took me three years. I was uh, a struggling vegetarian. Gotcha. You know, because, okay. like, I'll, I'll admit, that's meat and stuff. It tastes uh, good. It has mm-hmm. some good flavor to it. Yeah, I grew up. I There's no, at least, well, now there is, but I did not grow up around vegan family. Okay. Like, I ate meat. It wasn't a meal, but didn't have meat okay. in it. But, talk, you know? but you just said something that was great, and I want you to talk more about being a struggling vegetarian. A struggling vegetarian. <laughs> I'll be honest about it, yeah. Um, honestly, because the, the taste, yeah, the habit of um, 
wanting to eat some tacos every now and then. Uh, mm. Cheese. Mm. Um, cheese has, it's kind of funny, cheese has queso morphines in it, which is uh, addictive mm. to us, you know? So cheese was one of the last things that was hard for me to give up. Because when you learn about the science, it's it's addictive, mm-hmm. you know, just like sugar, just like other vices, alcohol, yep, yep, you know, mm-hmm. drugs, all yeah. that. It has the same effect on your brain. And so struggling vegetarians because I was eating cheese every now and then. Mm-hmm. And then some days you just dive in and eat some meat and break, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be honest about it. And it wasn't until actually New Year's Day. Okay. But I was like, this is the year where I, the rest of my life happens okay, yep. plant-based. Mm-hmm, there you go. So that's where I am three years later trying to, trying to well, you know what? It's, it was three years of education, okay. to be honest, you know? It was a process, it sounds like. Yeah, uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. veganism, it's it's not just diet, it's uh, it's lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, committing yourself, committing yourself and your, like, your footprint that you leave on this earth to doing the least amount of harm to anything possible is what the commitment is, you know? So, definitely a lifestyle. What you just said to me sounds directly in correlation to what we try to do as artists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The least amount of... of and leaving your footprint. Yeah, and, and caring about it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Knowing that you have an impact. You know, I'm a real big believer in, in vibes, vibra- okay. like literal vibrations, mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. You know? Um, and I believe that, some, you know, that shit, when you express it, it doesn't just like dissipate into the air, it sticks around. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you, you speak leave things your, into you leave existence. Your mark, you speak things into existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So understanding that impact. The great, the potential people have to impact uh, other people's lives. This is true. You know, whether it's people closest to you, people or people around the world, humanity itself. You know. Yep, I I would totally agree. Yeah. So. So now that you're vegan, and you're running in this lifestyle, why don't you talk about like talk about some of the things as far as like cooking? How do you really get out? Like. What, what are some of your favorite meals to prepare? Um, well, I love going to grocery outlet. Cooking, honestly, it's a lot of... The goal of being vegan is to be plant-based, mm-hmm. focus on whole foods. Okay. So I buy a lot of vegetables. Um, lately, I've been trying to go to the gym, so mm-hmm. I kind of base my meals around having like either a type of grain, quinoa, rice, okay. or like a starchy vegetable, like okay. potatoes, yams, or something like mm-hmm. that. Then just having more vegetables on the side. Mm-hmm. I love broccoli, so I try okay. to incorporate broccoli, bell peppers into anything. Mm. A lot of it is seasoning, how you prepare it, you know? Okay. Stirring different vegetables with noodles and mm-hmm. sauces. And so now stuff. what are some of your favorite seasonings? Favorite seasonings? Uh, garlic, for one. Garlic, um, okay. cocoa amino sauce. It's kind of like uh, soy sauce, okay. uh, but it's made from coconuts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a vegan, there's a plant-based substitute for everything. I mean, soy sauce is plant-based, but mm-hmm. but uh, that dressing is really good. Um, I like making like summer salads. They got this thing called avocado mayo, where you don't even need the fucking cow for mayo anymore. It comes from fucking avocados. That's hard. That's so hard. That shit's That's cool. Hard. Yeah. Dude, I love hash browns. Okay. Oh, I get down on hash mm. browns. I won't just do potatoes. I'll get like beets, carrots, mm. onion, and put it in like. Oh, wow. Uh, it's That's all gourmet. colorful. Yeah. You can say wow. eat your colors. 
Nice. Real simple too. Uh, it force veganism or plant based forces you to get creative with your food. Mm, Definitely. Okay. Because you want to be eating different stuff. You yeah, know? for sure. And, yeah. You know, you go out to Main Street or Mooney and Visalia, and there's not really a lot of like vegan options. You right. Know? So if you want to eat something good, you mm-hmm. gotta learn how to cook. And right. Right. Cook right. Something yeah. up good, you know. Mm-hmm. So cooking's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. That's good. That's good. So how do you handle desserts as a vegan? Uh, you know what? They actually have vegan desserts. They have vegan ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, Oreos are vegan. You know what? Well, to be honest. I didn't know that. They are. Yeah. Wow. That's weird to think about, huh? That, I didn't it's, like, it's that's like, the what are they made though. of? Yeah. You know? I'm like, like, what right. the fuck is it then? <laughs> what are they made well, I mean, of? Shit, if it's vegan, it can't yeah. I mean, damn. If you... <laughs> uh, oh, um, wow. But you know what? A lot of it is just like I definitely had to tame my sweet tooth and like mm-hmm. calm down. Mm-hmm. And well, I, I know just, like gummy bears. People fuck with those though, because those are like vegan too. Uh, yeah, some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they come from um, vegetable, I think it's gelatin or something. Okay, or it uh-huh. starts with a G or something. Gotcha. But it's vegetable yeah, based. Okay. Yeah, or like a type of starch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sweet tooth. Um, I actually know the few little places. Like I know Vitamin Shop every now and then has okay. vegan chocolate over there. Oh, that's tight. Grocery Outlet. You know what people? I used to think of Grocery Outlet as like a hand-me-down uh, little supermarket, okay. you know? I used to always like going to Save Mart, but uh-huh. Grocery Outlet, like a lot of the stuff that doesn't get sold to other mm-hmm. big stores yeah. goes to Grocery Outlet, so they yep. end up with all this vegan mm-hmm. stuff, all this organic shit yeah. for cheap, mm-hmm. too, you know? Yeah. So I love going over there, and they always have different vegan snacks every Okay, that's and cool, that's cool. I know my way, like I've been doing yeah. it for a while. Well, so you like, know, know, and, and we need by. to educate people because yeah. if our listeners are wanting to, you know, go into Grocery this vegan lifestyle, so there you go, uh-huh. yeah, you go, yep. you guys, you hear it, family. got it. They have a whole aisle that's just like <laughs> vegan, like organic shit. That's cool. hard, that's hard. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, wow. So... Talk about Art Hop, because we just came off of Art Hop. Mm-hmm. What did you have going down? You know what? I I, ha- I was actually going to go to an event, but mm-hmm. I have this commitment with um, a student, I okay. guess, that I teach how to paint on oh, my story okay. that I had to do, so I didn't okay. end up doing anything for Art okay. Hop yesterday. Okay. But you yeah. did have a show that was out in Tulare, correct? Weren't you part of that group show? Oh, yeah, that was, I think that was last, that was last, last week, week? Mm-hmm. yeah, I think so, yeah, that was, that was awesome, uh, Joseph Cabello, an amazing tattoo artist from Tulare, California, mm-hmm. has a shop over there called the Body Art Gallery, mm-hmm. shout out to the Body Art Gallery, yeah, they, there's an awesome crew over there, mm-hmm. a lot of great people there, mm-hmm. um, they, it's a tattoo shop, but they also have shows every two to three months, mm-hmm. so that was their first group art show since they've been open mm-hmm. very recently there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it was awesome, it's awesome to see people that are tattoo artists, but mm-hmm. still appreciate mm-hmm. uh, fine art. You know, it's funny, mm-hmm. now, is that the guy who did the Naruto one? Yeah. Okay, so. Yes. The, now, that guy, interesting story, my guest on episode seven, Jason, 
that guy apprenticed under Jason when he and Jason talks about being in Venice and he hit me up and was like, yo, I know that guy. And then the shit like Jason talks about Bernini. And when you look at that nigga shit, it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Everyone who came out of that motherfucking cut, they're all sick at classical shit. Uh-huh. Like, so when he hit me up, I was like, oh, that's tight. Like, and then next thing you know, you guys are doing, you know, you guys have a show mm-hmm. together. So it is, it's like a small artistic world. You know, the strands yeah. definitely connect. Networking, man. Yeah. Networking mm-hmm. where really you'll meet some awesome people. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph Cabello is a, a really neat artist. Mm-hmm. It's cool to, like, I love to see someone local create another space that people can share their art mm-hmm. and um, show themselves. Yeah. You know? Represent artists. We have to represent ourselves, really. Support the artistic community. Be a part of yeah. it. For real. Um, yeah, you have whatever you're trying to show over here at Broadway. Let me know. We got you. We got space for you. Oh, you, thanks. Yeah. You know, just yeah. slide up and we get cracking. Yeah, thank you. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I definitely, right now, at least in my career, I'm definitely focusing more on just painting. Mm-hmm. Just painting, building up technical skill, um, just having like, because I feel like I've been experimenting up till now. Right. And now that I finally feel like I have somewhat of a hold on painting mm-hmm. just get into it mm-hmm. just get into it and start producing you know right right so yeah, i think definitely painting is the thing that i want to stick to okay sure. so what type of oil paint do you use uh just the windsor newton okay okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah good that's trusty uh-huh. good, trusty windsor newton they got some good stuff yeah i use it with the mm-hmm. uh, neil mcgill it's mm-hmm. like a combination yep. of linseed oil and some some mm-hmm. other stuff yeah 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 um now is that because I know gambling makes that, but they also Windsor mm-hmm. New makes that too. Um, do you use like like you ever use um, like stand oil, walnut oil? I don't. I personally just use linseed oil uh-huh. and mineral spirits. You know me. That's I'm uh, yeah. that kind of guy. Oh, I you know? use the mineral spirits mm-hmm. too. Well, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I first started painting with um, Mm. No, I'm. Turpentine? Lithotine. Turpentine, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had litho on the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, with turpentine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, honestly, it was just from like learning different things from different people. So I started mm-hmm. off with turpentine because the person that taught me that was taught by someone that just mm-hmm. used turpentine. Yeah. And then I got introduced to, to linseed oil. Mm-hmm. And I was using that for a while until the professor at COS, um, Matt Rangel, Matthew okay. Rangel, who... Mm-hmm. Super awesome artist, super awesome dude. Has mm-hmm. lived such an advent- adventurous life. Um, showed me Neil McGill. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've mm-hmm. just you loved used it, it right now. So I haven't really used much of anything okay. else. But yeah, yeah, if, they, really if it's not broke, it. don't fix it. Fuck it. You know <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I definitely... Yeah. Like, you have to... At least with the Neil McGill, the way I experience painting, like, you just have to start to... You learn to understand how the paint and the medium interact with each other mm-hmm. and learning the best way to put that on the canvas mm-hmm. and apply it to get whatever effect right. you want, you know, mm-hmm. whatever result you want. Well, because you're dealing with, like, different, like, opacities and transparencies and shit, so. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. Yeah. Colors, too, mm-hmm. and color yeah. math. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the most fun part. I love mixing color. It's hard. It's super mm-hmm. hard and frustrating. But it's important, but though. It's so important, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely keep my uh, my color wheel out in my studio. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, so, and I'm, I'm glad you say that. 
because I'm a firm believer like using as many tools as you can, you know, yeah. to make a, a great image. Whatever it takes, you know, to make one. And color is that it's, yeah, there's so much room for error. Like, all right, let me dial this shit in right away. Talk about um, your, that the self-portrait that you did for the show uh, and what inspired that one the particular because you had you had a lot going on in that and that was a it was a really tight complex <laughs> painting I, I really you. enjoyed it my favorite part was the color of the shirt though that blue yeah. and like how the light hit that that oh my god yeah that's yeah that's just tight dude I enjoyed that too when like seeing it appear on the canvas oh shit mm -hmm. like that that worked out yeah mm -hmm. um you know what for some reason lately I've just I, I'm a pretty introspective person. Uh -huh. I'm more of an introvert. Um, okay. I enjoy time by myself. Um, I try to like observe myself, okay. I guess, be an aware person. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that, um, having those ideas on my mind and wanting to renew my mind in a way draws me to wanting to self-reflect in portraits, uh -huh. in self-portraits. So um, I've just been drawn to that lately. So one day I was just taking reference photos. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm just like experimenting. I'm like, okay, if I want to get technical, I have to start having good photos. Use my, mm -hmm. my camera out, you know. Uh -huh. um, and like I said, I start with an object that I like or something. Okay. The reference. And then I just go with the idea as I'm doing it, you know, as I just start off with it most of the time. Now, was it the bear that you just started with? or? Um... You mean the the stuffed the dog? Stuffed animal, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, definitely. Mm -hmm. I grabbed objects of mm -hmm. my affliction. Mm -hmm. uh, the painting's called um, a mind's comfort. So I grabbed things that were comfortable to me, mm -hmm. which was my stuffed dog mm -hmm. and my paintbrushes. Mm -hmm. You know, the act of painting. Yeah. I've been doing it since I was twelve, thirteen. You know. Wow. So mm -hmm. I've definitely grown grown fond of like just feeling it yeah. in my hand and mm -hmm. dedicating my time to it but um yeah definitely just been trying to self-reflect lately and that kind of came through the painting a little bit nice and then with the fields and stuff kind of just like those are images for my mind's eye but i also like use references you know mm -hmm. i went to um i don't know if you've ever been to montaña de oro near um jeez moro bay mm -hmm. i think moro rock okay beautiful area there's a eucalyptus forest oh, that you wow. go through you, you roll the windows down nice. breathe in the eucalyptus it's amazing um i went up there recently and it was so beautiful and they had poppies mm. so i took some reference photos and um yeah i guess they're just the the whole painting was just images that were like fond to me mm -hmm. um comforting in a way mm -hmm. you know i've been told that like that painting had a little bit of like a fantasy fantastical feel to it okay. you know um so i think that's the direction that i was trying to go a little bit too like maybe feeling comfortable in my comfortable little fantasy mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, well and also it's it. this is you know as a self or like with painting self-portraits it's as artist how do i want to present myself you mm -hmm. know and like you're doing it and you're learning about the art but also you like you have these introspective moments you yeah. know whereas it's, it's that's why i always tell everyone you should i'm a firm believer every artist should do this one self-portrait a year because yeah it's just it's real important um 
and you learn a lot about yourself. And plus, well, who's a better model than you? That's you know? exactly right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. Why should I bother anyone and ask them? Right. Just might as well just yeah. fucking draw myself, yeah. get good at it. And, you know, and for me, deep down, I feel like if we're going to dedicate our lives to this, well, shit, it, it's someone we should at least paint ourselves. Like, we owe it to ourselves yeah. to do that, you know. You know what, yeah, in a way for me, it's like um, a chance to represent myself, a chance mm-hmm. to feel like I have a voice and to feel like my ideas and thoughts are important, mm-hmm. you know. So definitely using art, uh, self-portraits, mm-hmm. enhance that. Yeah. you're able to say, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this is true. Representation is, is important. Yeah, especially if you feel like you've been not represented. Mm-hmm. You Talk know? about yeah. it. Talk about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. We've all had those uh, experiences of feeling not, you know, under the shadows, not seen, unrepresented, forgotten. You know, art mm-hmm. is a chance to have a voice to say something. Mm-hmm. I always see a little a canvas as like a little window, you know, like you want to be able to like when I, I love looking at art where I feel like I can like step inside of it. Like, yeah. I'm like oh shit, like it's just a little window I can dive in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my chance to say something, I think. The best way, I, I feel like I'm much more better with the brush than with uh, words. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah, a lot of artists feel that way, but <laughs> I don't think it's true, though, because so? when we get together, think about it like this. You say that, but then if you're in a group of artists and you guys are just hanging out and you're eating dinner, like let's say you're just out eating dinner, right, or yeah. you're at someone's house and the conversation, that's some pretty good conversation, you know, so... Uh, it's it's all in where you feel comfortable at because then there may be times where you not the vibes might not be right and you might not say anything. There may not be that same level of conversation, but when the comfortability is there, you can yeah. actually get that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely because this is especially what I'm pa- passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun connecting with other artists because you can actually talk about you know, the topic and under they understand what's mm-hmm. going on, you know. Yeah. So you're so right, because I don't have conversations like these every day, you mm-hmm. know. I'm not around artists every single day. Right. Yeah, um, who understands the struggle of crying at your easel because <laughs> for some reason it's not working. And yeah. then you're questioning, like, why did I spend the last, like, five hours doing this? You know, and then 45 <laughs> minutes later, you're feeling triumphant, you know, right, because uh-huh. you worked through it. It usually looks ugly at first, right? And you can't yeah. really doubt yourself, but yeah. you push through, mm-hmm. keep working yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I've felt yeah. that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So often that it's like, you know what? Just push through the ugly and it gets better. <laughs> like, just knowing that it gets better. It just does. Be strong. Just keep going. Just, just be strong, strong. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, these kind of creative conversations, you know, they definitely, they help us, you know, and, and that's why we do this podcast, you know, it's it's by artists, for artists and art lovers, because a lot of times, you know, artists, they need to know that, yeah, we're all on the same page and, and there's somebody out there that is sh- sharing your struggle, you know, and I wanted to get, you know, more um, ladies on here because there's really a movement right now and can you kind of talk about that as far as like what you've seen as far as like the movement of women and art and you know because yeah you know I actually had a conversation about that um a few weeks ago someone saying that they felt like women were getting got more attention artistically because they were women you know that being like that influence and um I think I'm pretty sure 
it was a man saying that and okay. I remember being with a few other women and being like well when you've been underrepresented the entire of you know society mm-hmm. yeah. you know not allowed to show yourself mm-hmm. yeah we deserve a little recognition Facts. you know being right. able to put ourselves out there and it's not that anything is unequal it's just that finally women are being able to be appreciated right. and allowed to um, be treated the same as And we're back. Part two of the interview with Michaela Gutierrez, the Art and BS podcast, the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. We're out here, you guys. We're talking about representation in art. Um, So before, you know, we took our break. Shout out to the sponsors, by the way. Um, Michaela was just talking about, you know, representation as far as art. I want you to talk a little bit more about that. Um, and like what you've seen, because, you know, from a man, I don't see that struggle, you know? So can you kind of give us a little bit more of that? Um, well, probably, definitely, this probably has a lot to do with my culture as well, but, um, I've had instances in my life where, like, more, more often than not, where, Mm -hmm. especially growing up, where I feel, felt a little unheard, Mm -hmm. a little like my voice didn't matter, um. Sometimes when you're a young girl, and I have such a baby face, you know, I look so young. Um, people don't take you seriously, I mm. guess, or don't. And I've always kind of felt like that's something to do with just the way I looked and me being a female. And so having those, like, experiences have in my life, you know, has led me up to this. And then understanding that, like, other women also have these experiences mm-hmm. as well, you know, and that they're undeniable. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, things are better now than they were 30, 40 years ago, most definitely, there's more representation. Um, Women are finally able to stand up for themselves, especially the use of the internet, just Mm -hmm. the movement of this idea. Yeah. This new, I guess, uh, you could call it new age of personal power. You know, I know that has a lot to do with just America's culture in general. We're more focused on ourselves than other countries where it's more community-based, um ethics you know um yeah the internet's definitely a good use of being able to self-empower and in that way empower others yeah yeah i feel like especially as a woman women are naturally nurturing you know Mm -hmm. um i I love to think that women are are natural healers to be honest i agree self-healers um have that impact on other people uh having positive relationships with other women Mm -hmm. be able to do that with um yeah, feminine energy definitely has some power in it. It has a lot of power. Well, yeah. you know, and I'm a firm believer that, like, women, man, y'all, y'all have the power to build or break relationships, right? Because a lot of times dudes are so caught up in fucking testosterone island and shit, you can't <laughs> see fucking past the shore. But women, like, a woman walks into the room, calms all of that shit down. And then it's just like, women are able to like get you in like get open doors and things like that and it just for me i've always seen like there's a power in that that like men we're we're so caught up in certain things that we can't you know build relationships as effectively right you know um, oh def i've definitely had have have had my own experiences of that as well um 
I always like I like I said I'm a really introspective person, so I really I try not to think about these types of things uh, too hard. But um, I definitely feel like uh, God. Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. We were talking about building bridges, relationships, and then you went into being introspective. Oh, that the world has a natural balance to it. Mm. And there's always, polarity is always going to exist. And um, men and women are going to be able to balance themselves out like that. I actually read uh, uh, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Mm. And, That's uh, fundamental reading. Yeah, you know what? Reading books like that, I've read relationship books okay. and I've learned I've like done a lot of studying off mm. of like how to not only romantic relationships okay. but just relationships in general right and um, yeah there's especially yeah there's always people are, are always going to be attracted to their their natural opposite mm. of energy you know usually really feminine women end up with really masculine men you know mm. and uh, vice versa like because well I believe that gender and um, all that is like a spectrum you know okay. so we all land on it differently um i'd say i'm a generally feminine woman mm-hmm. um and i think you know what the movement like that we were talking about earlier on the internet it's kind of like for me it helps me become more comfortable with the idea of being a woman mm. and harnessing a particular power that has been suppressed mm-hmm. for a long time okay. you know and it's up to women to kind of represent that and yeah. come out with that and mm-hmm. no matter how feminine you are or not you know it's right. all like everyone lands on the scale differently and that's totally mm-hmm. okay but yeah. I, yeah I definitely think um, yeah just harnessing that that self power yeah yeah that, you know sure. and yeah being natural natural healers mm-hmm. definitely it's a beautiful thing yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely have to agree. Yeah, and, and people need to hear that because it's I feel like it's important in the regard of if you don't if you don't have someone who's actually in that particular fishbowl saying like, Hey, here's what's happening here, all you can do is speculate. So that's why we ask these questions because, you know, as men we don't really know, you know, so I'd like to, you know, have I had you break that down, but one thing that you did talk about that I would like to move forward into is books. And can you talk about some of the books that you like to read, or some I of your favorite love books to read? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I'm a super self help person. You know, okay. I kind of feel like I grew up in an environment that wasn't the healthiest. Okay. So, um, and that impacted me a lot growing up. So honestly, lately I've just been focusing on self nurturing and trying to take care of myself and books are a great way to just like learn what the hell your parents didn't fucking teach you Facts. like the important shit that you need in life to survive like mm-hmm. i feel like the biggest the biggest problems that i have are usually with other people mm. to be honest you know the ones that hurt the most the ones that are hardest to overcome have always been for me like learning to how to do a relationship you know mm-hmm. not just romantic mm-hmm. like everyone in yeah. your lives because even though i'm a painter and i have like ambitious goals and whatnot things I want to accomplish like I still try to think about people being the most important facts being to to focus on you know Mm -hmm. so I do try to just learn about self-help and relationships and um also what were some of the self-help books that you find like that you would recommend to someone like the the listeners if you recommend two self-help books to them which ones would you say that they read 
two self-help books. Okay, I recently read a book called, it's literally called How to Love Yourself. Mm. It's by two different authors, a man and a woman. Okay. So it's pretty neat. You get um, two different perspectives on how to approach this. So it's not just like geared for women particularly. Right. Um, one of the authors is, I don't know their, I know their first names, Lordo and Megan. Okay. But I don't know their last name. That's fine. They'll Google it. You yeah. guys got How to Love Yourself, just a straight up, um, like, putting yourself first. You know, like, I found that I had a tendency of putting others before me. Mm. And that's a cultural instilled thing. Mm -hmm. Women having to, for years, mm -hmm. put men and the family and other people yes. above them and their needs, you know. So you realize how that just steeps into your family structure. Mm. Um how you interact mm. with men. Yeah. You know? That's uh -huh. all subconscious stuff wow. that just like stays in there and you don't even realize that it affects your personality and who you are. So reading those books and learning that we're all ever changing and can grow and don't have to like be stuck with what we're given or the shitty shit that mm -hmm. our parents taught us or didn't teach us. Right. Or taught us everything not to do and not to end up <laughs> into, you know? Right, right. Um, I've had some experiences, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just learning that, that you don't have to stay captive to that. and mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, so that How to Love Yourself book. Okay. Really show you how to, how to appreciate yourself, um, how, to, how to be closer to happiness, mm -hmm. too. It's called How to Love Yourself, and then in parentheses, and sometimes other people. <laughs> and that's the goal, right? We all Facts, just want to yeah. share love, but you yeah. have to have it inside. Yeah, this is true. Before you can hand it mm -hmm. out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because mm -hmm. if you don't know how to love yourself, how can you know how to love someone else? Oh, God, no. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. I feel like this, at least, um, I guess what I fill my mind with, mm -hmm. because everything is kind of like, you know, our understanding of reality is just like what we see and what we perceive, you know? And true. you know what? The Internet's algorithms have a lot to do with that. So I think about this stuff <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. um, gosh, what was I saying? Uh, anyways, the way I think about this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Dude, I totally lost my track Well, again. you were talking about the internet's algorithms influence, like, the way oh, we look at things, yeah. I feel like this generation has focused a lot on reversing, um, I guess, like, with the internet, there's more of a holistic ideals being passed around. You know, mm -hmm. uh, especially me being vegan and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, learning how to self-heal. Right. Learning how to stop uh, familial uh, trauma. Mm, that's you know? important, yeah. There's a lot of broken people in the world. True. A lot more broken people than there are, you mm -hmm. know, are not. Um, so I feel like in this day and age, especially with the internet, it's really nice to be able to connect with other people that are trying to be on that same path as well. Mm-hmm. And me as an artist, I feel like that that's part of my path of like, because mm -hmm. I said I believe in energy and stuff. Right. So sometimes I'm not saying this is the truth or anything, <laughs> but sometimes I'd like to think that, you know, this is all about raising my energy, raising my frequency. Mm -hmm. And when I die and turn into little atoms in the air, mm -hmm. that I'll dissipate into something greater and less miserable <laughs> than this world. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. So you really want to get to I, it. This is the reason I paint. Um, Thank you. Think about it a lot. Uh, yeah, so that's the uh, the direction I feel like uh, we're going in this mm -hmm. day and age, or at least I'm trying to go into. I'm trying to turn into stardust, mm -hmm. definitely. That'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay, we need one more book, because you gave us oh, the first shit. one. We need one more book. <laughs> okay, um, another book that I feel like has really benefited me. 
or one that you would suggest for the listeners to read? Like, what's a good one that you would, you know, like, that's one that, you know, hey, because there's always, like, it doesn't add, because there's so many books. Once you read a lot of books, then it's like, hey, but, you know, no pressure, I, you know, because we got that one, and then now. Oh, you know what? What's a up? good one? What's up? Um, as, there's this book called As a Man Thinketh yeah, by James good. Allen. That's You've heard of that book? Yeah, I read that. Yeah, oh, good. that book is so awesome. I loved that book. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, like, he refers to you as a man. He says he and him. In the, even on in the intro, he says uh, it's for women and men. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little, like, I had to pretend that it said she, you know. As a man thinketh. But so that is a good book, yes. All about energy, mm-hmm. frequency, the vibrations you put yeah. out, the intentions you set out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys haven't read that one, get that. Yes. Yeah, it. yeah, it's a little pocketbook. It's, mm-hmm. I read that yeah. in four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four hours, a little yeah. pocketbook. So good, yeah. so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely, I bet, I bet that's like, Four bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. For I sure. think I got it at a little book sale for mm-hmm. fifty cents yeah. for a dollar or something. But the game is priceless. Yeah, you're uh, basically what it's about is your thoughts and the cleanliness of your thoughts, whether like on a positive and negative scale, um, will affect your circumstances, mm-hmm. affect your health, mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. Um, your ambitions, your mm-hmm. peace, mm-hmm. you know, it all starts with the the type of frequencies you're setting out from your mind's eye, your thoughts, you know, and how that can reflect in your everyday life and situations you mm-hmm. end up in, people you attract, yeah. um, situations you attract, Facts. you know, mm-hmm. Ever, I'm sure people have heard of... Um, What's that one movie, The Secret, yep. The Law mm-hmm. of Attraction? That's right, a really yeah. popular mm-hmm. idea now. Uh, yeah. People are becoming more aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely your thoughts really affect your day-to-day life, how you feel about yourself, how your body feels, sickness. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Talk about I know it. some sick people. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And the way, you know, like the way your mind works, the way your thoughts come out, whether you're talking to yourself kindly or beating yourself up in your head. I know mm-hmm. I'm not a saint. There's, I've, like, you know, the whole point of self help and self healing, it's a uh, process, like, of catching yeah. that shitty voice in your head. For years, I never caught it. Mm. And now I'm finally catching it and being right. like, hey, like, you don't belong here. Facts. You, I just invited you in, and you're not welcome mm-hmm. anymore. Right. So try to yeah. push through that. You know, that's a great book. I'm gonna say it again. As a man thinketh, by James Allen. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Good book. It's, Definitely. It's very solid. Reading. I love little philosophical stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's how you get to that next level. And you know, but there's and the thing is is. I think there's certain books that a lot of people at high levels have read and you know what and that's one of those books but like it's getting to it getting it and then passing it around because it's funny I man I I came across that book when I was probably your age and I totally forgot about it and then now I'm like damn I need to reread it because Dude, it's been so right? long it's probably been yes. my, it's been a long time since I've read that book you, know, you have an Amazon? Like, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm getting, order that I'm, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's like four bucks. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, I'm already, my brain was going. Yeah, like, yeah you I can was, do that. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. investment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
Another good small book. Another good pocketbook is uh, "Don't Sweat the Small Stuff." That's a good one. Okay. And then there's one called "The Common Denominator." That's another uh, pocketbook that's like that oh, size. Oh, I've heard too. that title before. Yeah, it's that's a, a good book? one too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're all that same like little small size. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're filled with games, chocked filled with games. Yeah, it's crazy. Once you once you start reading and self educating mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Yeah. once you learn stuff, you have the responsibility to live by that. True. You know, mm-hmm. you can't unknow how to produce more love. I guess mm. right. That's kind of the whole spectrum of yeah. it. Life and death. Um, you know, making the least. Uh, harmful impact on the world, your footprint back full circle. Yes. There we go. Yeah, that's how the whole thing <laughs> right? started. Yeah, and this is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah, books definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy, dude. I've been listening, I use Audible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my god, you don't even yeah, have to pick up books. the books, yeah. you could just mm-hmm. download yeah. fucking information. Yeah. With your fucking thumbs yeah, yeah. on a little screen. Yeah. Like, well, whatever you're we doing. all work. We all, people go out to eat. They treat themselves. You know, they mm-hmm. buy things. Like, those yeah. coffees add up. Like, a book's only 15, 20 bucks, you right. know? And you learn a lot. And mm-hmm. books have changed my life, definitely. I feel like I would have gone down a whole nother path um, growing up if I hadn't started reading. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super powerful. Yeah, books are good. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer, you know, and as artists, it seems like every artist has like a bunch of books, you know, like, you know, the artists, like that's <laughs> oh, yeah. one thing that we like, you go to an artist's house and there's just a bunch of like, there's this kind of book. And it's like, man, it's always interesting. So that's why I like to ask creative people, yeah. what, like, what are you reading? Because it's like, and before this conversation, during this time, at no point would I thought that those were the books that you would have said. Like, boom, you know, so it's, yeah, it, it's cool yeah. to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not much of someone that likes to be entertained mm-hmm. through books. I'm mm-hmm. more of a, like, if I'm going to really sit here and uh-huh. fucking read this, mm-hmm. like, it better be practical information mm-hmm. that I can use in right. my daily life. I can get some value know, out of this. You know, instead of just, if I want to be entertained, I'll go on Netflix, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of books. I read this book called uh, Creativity mm-hmm. by, like, it's by Mahali something, starts with the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it talks about how exposing yourself to new things, new places, new ideas mm-hmm. helps produce creativity. Right. So as an artist, you know, like, you have to get out there, see different things, see different people, mm-hmm. learn new ideas. This is true. Because yeah. I, I we don't just get our information from things we see, from mm-hmm. things we know, learn, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it all comes in through different avenues. The creativity. Wow. You know, being inspired. Yeah. Not just art, other art. To your point, I find traveling for me, whenever I come back, it's like I'm recharged and like my art it's mm. like, like it goes up a little bit yeah so that's you know it's recharged it's, yeah that's a good word for yeah, it yeah 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 mm-hmm. you know but not only not only recharged but it's like it's like this like I have I'm not only inspired because like for me I'll give you an example like in the graffiti um in that particular circuit, like you would go and you know, you travel to other places, you meet other artists and you paint in these other cities, right? Mm. So the environment 
A is like totally different. So you have no clue of what's going to happen. And then B, you're with these other people who have a completely different style about them. And in that, whatever it is, in that one night, two nights, whatever it is, something is like, it's the energy, it's the vibe, something is transferred. And for me, like, I would always come back and it's like, okay, I'm like, wow, I'm inspired, I'm ready, you know, and then now when I'm doing fine art, traveling, when I came back from, you know, my last trip, I was like really ready and like painting and like even doing things, you know, I would say more efficiently than I had done before I had left, even though that wasn't even the focus, you know, of my travel. Uh So my question for you is, have you noticed like when before, like, does that affect you? Have you found any, um, any, any uh, similar correlations between traveling or is there anything that you have found recharges you for your art or gives you like a boost in inspiration? Yeah, I definitely feel like traveling has the the same effect on me, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, I love living in California. I feel so blessed to have been born here. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's super Californian of me to say, (laughs) and there's a lot more beautiful places in the world, but I really love living here, traveling here being two hours away from the beaches, you know, like, it's just amazing. Um, I love going to the beach, so definitely, like, my recharging station is the beach, you know. (laughs) Uh, Like I was saying, Montaña de Oro is a really, like, small beach, and there's not a lot of people that go there, and it's really beautiful. And when I was in Oxnard, the beaches over there Mm -hmm. are really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm always, as an artist, I'm always looking for references. Mm -hmm. So when I'm out in the world, like, Mm -hmm. I'll stop, and I'll take some photos and stuff, and I have a camera that, like, I purposely invested in for this reason, you know. Um, Now, have you been to Yosemite? I've only been there twice. Okay. When I was younger. And you know what? I've been needing to go again. I need to, yeah. And Sequoia. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Sequoia, I've been to, uh, I went to the snow. Okay. Oh, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yosemite's another level, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've only gone, I've only gone twice, but um, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. You can amazing. get some dope river shots. Like you can get some really tight uh-huh. river shots down there. Yeah, and I mean they got mountains and they got forests. They, they, everything's there. It's like crazy yeah. ponds and just. We, yeah, like the everything. last time I went to Yosemite, I walked on a frozen lake. Mm, it wow, was that's awesome. Tight. Like the that's trail tight. was on the frozen lake. Wow. Like it was permitted. You know, wow. it was it was trip out. That was like, trippy. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was right? scary, actually. Uh-huh, like, yeah. you're a kid. Uh-huh. But now I think about it now, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think I would love to go in the winter. Mm-hmm. I love the snow. Okay, okay. Yeah. I remember the two times I've gone, one mm-hmm. of those times um, was, like, tw- kind of, in, I think, in January, I think. And it was early in the morning. And just seeing this, the little snow and the mm-hmm. ice and stuff. Um, right. Really fond memory. Yeah. Well, how inspiring just talking about it. I definitely need to go yeah, back there. For real, it's not yeah. far. Uh-huh. It's, it's not, not. Far at all. So, yeah, it's, it's not. definitely yeah. it's cool. You know, and because um, I know a few guys who do plein air painting and stuff like that, and they go to, you know, national parks. And what I found is 
once I really commit to going more, because I would like to do like a whole series of, you know, our local parks and stuff, but you can get a pass and then they just let you like, it's like you get a pass and you just go however much. But the cool part about the pass is it works for every national park. So like the pass works for like Sequoia, Yosemite. You fuck around going to like Yellowstone and it should work there. No, it's like 90 bucks, but it works for all of the ones in in the country. In Shit. the country, you yeah. know, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And they have like there's like a museum thing like that too. So if you go to a lot of museums, there's like because all the major museums are part of an organization. So if you get the past, you can go to like you know the Hagen and the Crocker, like all the major wow. museums, like the ones yeah. in L.A., San Francisco, mm-hmm. just based off a membership. Wow, that's so, cool. Yeah, those are. Those I would love to invest in, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to the Hagen Museum? Never. Uh, you know what? I need to start going mm-hmm. to more museums. Yeah. I haven't been to yeah. many. Yeah, it's super nice. Yeah. They have some of the first, like, they have some, uh, fuck, a few of the first, like, women painters, like, when, because, you know, it used to be illegal, and then, like, after that, then, you know, the first ones who, like, blew up, I guess, in the main, like, collectors, because, you know, you can't. That's the thing. There's so many painters that have done this shit but don't get recognized, you know, but then there's a few of them who made it, you know. Yeah. So in there, they have some crazy... Oh, definitely. Uh, do I have it? Oh, yeah, here we go. So check this out. There's the catalog from the thing, but we'll oh, kind of cool. continue. But, yeah, there's... And then that's, like, you know, the the whatever, whatever. And then uh, s- shout-outs to the Hagen Museum. Shout-outs okay. to Susie from the Hagen because she sent me that book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, She's a really awesome. nice lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's super, super uh, nice. So if you guys Yosemite, are in, like we are talking about. Oh, yeah, facts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, those paintings are all super crazy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's probably like an hour beard stop maybe or something. Um, yeah, it is. But, yeah, they uh, – yeah, that is wild. He's, like, super crazy. There's, yeah, those, all that yeah. stuff is, like, nuts. But um, if you guys do have chances, go to your local museums. They're always inspiring and uh, things like that. But um, back to, you know, what we were talking about earlier on. <clears throat> so um, I'd like to ask you, were you, like, originally when you first started figuring out, like, okay, I want to do this. Like, you've been doing it for a few years. You've kind of made the commitment. Do you have, like, a 10-year goal for your art? Is it? Are you taking it t- day by day? Or is there, you know, do you have, like, a long plan for this? Um, my personal goal is just to be able to sustain myself and take care of myself making art. Mm. Um, I think right now in my career I'm focusing mm. on learning how to do art right how to how to start this in the first place you know mm-hmm. i try not to like i try not to focus so much on my monetary value mm-hmm. as i do just fucking painting just fucking doing it you know you're not like you need to, to be a painter you need to just paint mm-hmm. you know so eventually like in 10 years i would like i imagine seeing myself sustaining myself off of this um since i'm going to school there's a ton of avenues I can go down with this skill, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I'm just figuring... My goal is... I kind of always thought of what, about wanting to be a renaissance woman and getting different things under my belt right now, you know? I used to play around with uh, tattoo machines. Mm. And uh, I think that's an avenue I probably would like to invest more in. Right. You know, well, thinking about monetary value now, <laughs> you know? 
Um, but just to, at least right now, because I work at a juice shop right now, and okay. it's great, and I love it. It's vegan, which right. is super awesome. Yeah. Like, that's why I feel like I can work there in the first mm-hmm. place, you know, um, because it supports my ethical values. Mm-hmm. But um, I've thought, you know what, if I'm going to have to work a day job, if if everything I do, I want it to result to just me having the fucking time to paint right. and make art. Everything in my life is just about doing that, to mm-hmm. be honest. So... I've kind of thought about tattooing of like wanting to get back into it just to have that quote unquote day job, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I don't really know if I see myself transferring out and going to a school. Um, I think I'm like developing my own brand. Right. In a way, mm-hmm. you know, um, I definitely would love to go like within if i'm gonna be if i'm not gonna go to school mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna learn it underneath people i'm still gonna have to invest these next 10 years still learning underneath people and meeting people and i know there's ways you can do that with classes seminars lessons yeah. you know you can be someone's personal um, basically what i do with the four-year-old boy that i teach uh-huh. adults do that with yeah, each other you know stuff. workshops yeah, yeah, sure. and stuff. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so i've always imagined myself doing that and I mean, of course, I have big ambitions and big dreams, and, like, mm-hmm. I want the best for myself. But all I really want is just to be able to take care of myself. And when I start a family, take care of my family mm-hmm. and not have to, like, depend on a man to take care of me, Facts. you know, to know that I can do it myself and be mm-hmm. self-sustaining. And that's all I really want, to be honest, okay. you know? And wherever yeah. that road will take me, it'll it'll take me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's so if other people can do it, you know, I see mm-hmm. some people, cause you, the internet's so awesome. Right. You see so pe- so many people that are doing it and it's like, well, what the fuck? How are they any more worthy than I am to mm-hmm. get a piece of cake? You know, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you're from a small town. Oh, like I want yeah. my piece of fucking cake. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. if that person yeah. can do it, then I can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And so right now, like before anything, I'm just trying to learn how to do it okay what is the medium that i'm going to be taking up what do i want to get good at like how am i going to use this medium to express my ideas right so right now i'm just in the stages of just focusing on that got you refining the craft but yeah focusing on the craft uh-huh because yeah. i live with my grandma and um she's very generous with me living there so right now i'm in a position where like i can do that like nice. i can just like focus my time on on painting and eventually figure out like building up my brand mm-hmm. and, and moving on with that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because it's definitely that stuff that both of those, it, it, it's a work in progress. So having a support system is important. You know, and it seems yeah. like oh, yeah. what you're saying is like, yo, I got a support system, so I'm able to really You know what? Luckily, in. yeah, I'm really extremely grateful for the Mm -hmm. support system I have because I know there's people out there that don't have that Mm -hmm. and it like makes a difference Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's why I try to focus on my relationships and family too and make that important because without that support system I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do Mm -hmm. you know I wouldn't even have been able to come over here because you know I told you I bought my car recently I helped out with that and yeah definitely like my family is important to me so yeah that the support system really does make it happen you know no one rises up alone facts the you lone know? wolf eventually starves yeah that was a good one yeah uh-huh the lone wolf eventually starves yeah you're so right yeah it's so important to care about people because how do you expect to be cared about if you don't even 
care about people yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, how does, like, what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all, all full circle. All that stuff, like, ties into, you know, not just, not just even networking or, like, meeting people. Mm-hmm. Just, like, knowing how to sustain good relationships. You know, building yeah. trust with people. People that will believe in you. Yeah. And they're sending their good vibes out because you got your good vibes. And it's <laughs> a good true. vibe world, you know. And then Thanks. you put that into painting and it turns into some fantasy land that <laughs> you wish existed but doesn't exist all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's me getting yeah. imaginative. Yeah, yeah, but that's what we, that's what we do here. That's what we do here. So, Michaela, where can they check? Where can they check for you? Where can they find you on the internet? Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Yeah, Facebook. Uh, just Michaela Guterres. Okay. My, my, I have an art page and a personal page, and you can add me on whatever because I just do the same thing on each of them. And um, Instagram, Michaela M Gutierrez. M I K. A Y L A M. Or you're you're gonna put it in there. Mm-hmm. G U T I E R R E Z. Might as well fill it out. I was already halfway yeah. there. Um, <laughs> and my page should be easy to find. You, you know, it'll just have art on it. Um, Instagram I've always used as a platform, so that definitely mm-hmm. helps out. I have a little Etsy where I sell prints and stuff, and okay. whatever art I do have available, uh-huh. the Etsy link is in my Instagram bio and my Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah, check out her ads. Check out her Instagram. We will put it in there. Yeah, and then yes. buy some art off of this woman. Yes, please. <laughs> mm-hmm, for real, it's collecting. <laughs> <laughs> for real, yeah, for right. Because it's only gonna get it while it's get it while the price is reasonable. Yeah, before it gets man, too expensive. <laughs> for real, you yeah, know, oh, facts. Because yeah. it, it's going. So, do you want to give any shout outs before we before we wrap up? Shout outs. Um, you know, shout out to my grandma. Because you know what? We're talking about family right now. Mm-hmm. My grandma supports the hell out of me. I hope she listens to this. So if she cares enough, she'll see it on Facebook. Um, grandma, I love you. Thank you for making this possible for me. Um, my parents, you know, they've both been really supportive people in my life. Never once, uh, made a few remarks, but never once have true, really doubted mm-hmm. me, you know. Like, they've made the remarks and I've always been like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I just did, did like that, you know. And they see that, and so they're like, "All right, this is what she wants. This is what right. she's going to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, might as well be there though. for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I say that that's about it. That's who I'd want to shout out. That's good. Family. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, we thank you for tuning in. Um, to the Art and BS podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Um, once again, we got some stuff coming for you guys. Stay tuned. Shout out to everybody who came out for Art Hop and holding us down. Um, yeah, other than that, we'll catch you guys real soon, um, and then you'll see what's happening. Other than that, is there anything you want to wrap up with? Uh, thank you for listening. I really okay. fucking appreciate it. Okay, cool. All right. Woo. Well, that's about it. We're out of here like Vladimir. This is James Drolts over and out. Peace.